0: Welcome to Switch Clicks Podcast Episode 58 and the second Zelda Month episode. During the entire month of November, we'll be celebrating the Legend of Zelda series. This includes special podcast episodes like you're listening to right now that interview some of the greatest online creators. We'll also be releasing Play It By Tier reviews on a handful of fan favorite Zelda games every Sunday. On top of all that, I'll be streaming a complete playthrough of the Ocarina of Time game on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a celebration. Anyways, my name is Dakota and my co-host for the night is Nathan. Oh again. Tonight's guest is Cloud, an incredible artist, animator, and the writer of Shattered Tomorrow.
1: Wow.
0: Welcome to the show, Cloud. Thanks for being here.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. You all know, like some we're going to have like the greatest creators in the Zelda community. Stop. Stop. <laughs> No, but yes, hello, my name is Cloud. Um, My, uh, my display names across most uh, social medias are The Enforcer. I'm, I'm a hobbyist and I've been drawing for 15 of my 25 years. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar with your work, um, maybe not who are you, but what are your current projects? You already introduced yourself.
2: I, um, I would say that my current project, singular, is basically just Shattered Tomorrow. Um, before I got back into working on it, I mostly just kind of did uh, f- illustrations for fun. Um, and now because I'm working so much on the comic, a lot of my illustration output has gone drastically down. So it's mostly just Shattered Tomorrow, but I'll still do a little art every now and then in between pages.
0: And your most recent one that I saw, I believe on October 11th, was the Tanjiro from Demon Slayer.
2: Yeah! I, um, I, I, me and my friends, uh, we do like an anime night every week, so uh, I have not kept up with current animes in a very long time, but I have a friend that does keep up with current animes, and he kept on wanting to geek out with them with me, so he was like, uh, can I just sit you down and make you watch them with me every Wednesday? And I'm like, "Okay." Oh, so <laughs> we caught up with Boku no Hero, um, and then we watched Doro and we watched a little bit of Devil May Cry, um, and then we watched Demon Slayer, because why not? So now we're on to Jujutsu Kaisen.
0: Oh, nice, that's a good one. Come on, Nathan, mm-hmm. let's go watch some anime, what the heck?
1: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you kind of you kind of already beat me there. <laughs> I've been
0: basically stuck on anime for the past eight months. So, and wow, I yeah. haven't
1: even got started. <laughs> not that
0: you have the time. Not that I have the time, but you know, I- I'm
1: still considering it.
0: What got you into uh, writing or drawing the comics that you are working on right now? Um, honestly,
2: ever since I was a tiny little itty bitty baby kid, uh, I wanted to be an animator. Um, because I-, I I've liked art ever since I was a tiny little itty bitty baby kid. Um, that being said, growing up, a lot of animation softwares were not super available. <laughs> um, like. 15 20 years ago so i uh, didn't really have access to that and uh comics were both more available and accessible and also once i did get into animating i realized it's really hard so comics were easier
0: yeah i don't have any first-hand experience animating um i wish tyler could be here tonight because yeah he's a definitely resident animator hmm really yeah um he's if you want to look at it, some of the play it by tier episodes where he takes on some older superhero movies, the intros of those he's animated for us.
2: Ooh, I will definitely check that out.
0: Um, is there anything like specific that, like, while you're growing up, that really pushed you in the direction of animating, like any movies or TV shows?
2: Sonic the Hedgehog. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but also, so Sonic the Hedgehog um,
2: was basically like my first ever um, baby's first fandom, baby's first like absolute yeah. adoration of like anything of a franchise like video game, cartoon or otherwise. But growing up, I just super duper loved cartoons more than probably the average kid anyway, which is why I got into art and why I wanted to be an animator and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Both like very slapstick old style cartoons like Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry, um, but also very... Um, stylized like more modern cartoons like Kim Possible, My Life as a Teenage Robot, all of those things growing up. They they were not so much like the wacky, uh, monster of the week kind of uh, ridiculous every episode is a new thing and not connected to each other cartoons, but I really like the ones that kind of had like a set setting and a set like character cast and they would kind of have, have a little bit of a storyline that they would follow along with. Um, and and yeah, again, like Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, just the action and the adventure and the lightheartedness, but still with like its flavor of like seriousness in it sometimes.
0: Yeah, which Sonic the Hedgehog specifically? There's, there's definitely, like, quite a list, right?
2: Yeah, definitely like, um, of like classic Sonic and modern Sonic, absolutely modern Sonic. One of my earliest memories is uh watching the intro to Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast, when my brother was playing it, like, he's- he- he's six years older than me, so he was Mm -hmm. definitely, like, a- a a dude that would, like, play video games, and I was, like, the tiny little toddler that- like, don't touch my video games, you're gonna mess it up, or whatever, and so I would just sit there and watch. Um, but definitely, like, um, my first video game that I remember playing is Sonic Adventure 2, so that's my favorite video game, and that game is very much all about, like, you are expected to take these three foot tall super speed um and able All to fly right. and ridiculous little characters completely seriously because they're trying to save the world but also uh none, nothing makes sense don't question it
1: i love I that. grew up <laughs> the same game too
2: yeah
1: this so it is so fun
2: it's oh i love sonic adventure too it's ridiculous
1: <laughs> both both the sonic adventure games like compared to any compared to most modern sonic games like i can't i can't really say there's a comparison there there's there's nothing that can beat those two games for me
2: yeah no for real like um i i very much enjoy like the variety in gameplay the the character designs the level designs um the aesthetics of the games it's such a good um balance between like the serious and the -the off-the-wall wacky
1: now looking at modern sonic um would modern sonic be your it, like, if you had spare time, would modern Sonic be your sort of go-to drawing, or is there some other character or thing that you would prefer to draw?
2: Um, Honestly, a lot of the time whenever I'm feeling art-blocked, if I feel, like, really frustrated that I can't, like, get anything drawn that I feel, like, is adequate or up to snuff, basically, Sonic has always been one of those things that I have been able to, like, fall back on and just, like, doodle because of... Many years of trying and failing as a child to draw Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> I know. So relatable.
2: I know. They, they. They. I don't remember what interview it was, but there was like a, a something floating around about like, "Yeah, we designed Sonic to be easy for kids to draw." That's a lie. There's a lie. <laughs> Little weird Mickey Mouse looking dude. Uh, I digress. But, um, yeah, no, uh. With um with, with drawing art, yeah, because I've spent so much time, so much muscle memory just drawing like sonic characters and in the anatomy of sonic characters. Uh but in, in general with like art, um, the thing that I'll usually fall back on if it's not Sonic and I'm not feeling particularly art blocked, um, it depends on the, the, the time, uh because I uh I have a muse, if you will, an artistic muse that I will follow. Um so like uh, two thousand fifteen Undertale came out. I drew so much undertale um for a while i wasn't really into anything so then i drew original characters just like dnd characters things that would pop into my brain then i was super into dragon ball so i would draw uh the supreme kai or this one very obscure side character named few and then for a while i got into final fantasy se- seven um over 2020 and 2021 so now my kind of fallback has been become sephiroth so it really just like fluctuates
0: oh
2: boy. <laughs> it fluctuates as time <laughs> passes
0: Yeah, and considering your art style, it's very- you can really change whatever character you're going to look at. Because you're really good at uh, humans, and you're also good at um, the animal side too.
2: Thank you! Now, um, fun fact about that is uh, I definitely would not have considered myself someone, despite my roots in Sonic the Hedgehog, I would not consider myself someone that is particularly um, competent at drawing uh, furries, for example. Um, until I had a D and character that was a kitsune, um, and because I very much enjoyed uh, drawing, like th- this character that I was getting to play in D D, that was a like a, a, a fox anthropomorphic character, basically, um, I had to get good if I wanted to be able to draw my my my, my good boy that I love very much. Um, and also around that time, I did end up uh, meeting with um, the creator of a Fox in Space, who is a really cool dude. Um, if you guys have ever heard of that, do you know what
0: that is? I don't believe I do. It is, oh, um,
2: okay. a... It's kind of similar to what I'm doing with Shattered Tomorrow. It is a, um, spin... It, it is a fan-created animated series, basically, on YouTube. They only have, um, one cartoon out, but it's, like, a 15-minute-long episode of, like, a fan-animated Star Fox, um, cartoon oh. uh, with a more adult-oriented spin. It's It looks like something that you would find on, like, Adult Swim, per se. Uh, and it's very... it's mm-hmm. very good. Um, <clears throat> but I, I got to meet and talk with that guy, uh, that... His um his name is Fred. I don't remember his entire long username, but that is that is, I think ironically his internet nickname persona is just Fred. <laughs> but That's I digress. Uh he <clears throat> because I got super into what he was doing, I was really inspired by what he was doing. Um I uh I got super into Star Fox, so that also kinda reinforced drawing like anthro and furry characters. So I, I definitely don't keep up with it and draw a whole lot, but every now and then because it is fun to like take a break from the norm of just drawing, like, another human character um, and face the challenge of, like, anatomy with um, an anthropomorphic character or not just falling back on Sonic. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll draw draw a little furry every now and then.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? As a treat. Yeah, why not? Considering your art style, too, again, um, it's very neon and uses much brighter colors (laughs) that you normally don't see with uh, other artists. Is there a particular reason, or...
2: I, I don't, yeah, honestly, mostly just looks cool. But I will say that I think, while I can't particularly point to anything, like any one thing specifically, I will go back to Sonic in that Sonic's character designs are very much like color-coded and based around like very bright primary colors. Sonic being blue, Tails is bright yellow, Knuckles is red. We got the blue, yellow, red. Um, we, uh, we have all the characters that, uh, just are basically one color but maybe one or two of them will have a color palette uh
1: yeah everyone has their distinctive color
2: Mm -hmm. and like i i grew up watching like sailor moon all the sailor scouts had their colors and whatnot maybe they had like a secondary color uh i will say that i i do have like distinct memories of uh being a kid like on uh, my dad's laptop because he would let me borrow his laptop and play like some with like poly pocket or like barbie games or whatever (laughs) and any time that i would see like something brightly colored uh or 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 neon or um anything like that that would in my mind read as oh well obviously that's a thing for kids because brightly colored things are always marketed towards kids so i would say that's that's a thing for me and um that's a thing because it's for kids, it's supposed to be entertaining and fun, so that kind of translates this many, many years later from childhood into let me make something bright and colorful uh because that to me evokes yeah, I'm here to have fun
0: yeah, when I always i i think I see you every once in a while in my timelines just from other people I follow they retweet or whatever, and it really uh it, because it's so different um i it makes me really grasp the to the art it's really nice to look at (laughs) thank you
2: i um i do think it was i I thought it was very funny um the zelda creator twitter um did the big uh collaborative banner for the twitter page um and i thought it was very funny how whenever everyone submitted their art uh, we got a preview of the credits page before we got to see the final banner um and we Whenever it was uploaded, I, I I went in and I was like, Oh, where's me? And I just scrolled past really quick and I was like, There I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. I did the uh Dampe character in that banner.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. He looks so nice. I love the like geometrical, like kind of three D model, but like smashed onto a two D plane. That was it was really yeah, good. very good. Kind of
0: origami-ish, yeah. Was, I think it was my first time doing that style. I, I barely do any oh, color. really? Yeah.
2: Dang. Well you pulled it off nicely.
0: Yeah, I mostly do graphic design stuff, and uh, specifically in most of your art, I see like you had these almost like comic bubbles in the background or some of,
2: absolutely. Some of the characters.
0: Now, that's an awesome touch.
2: Thank you! I I don't know what, you know, it kind of is mostly just that like, as I grew up and I realized comics were easier and more accessible and more feasible for me to do, I kind of made that my, my my thing, quote unquote, so then I super duper leaned into like, the pop art comic dot overlay uh aesthetic because i i realized that not only did i just like making comics as a medium but the general like old school aesthetic of of that kind of art
0: very much um i realized i enjoyed a lot too so we can go back to the topic of your comic book or your comic um why do you love the zelda series so much and has the zelda series ever influenced you personally in your life or how did it
2: I, you know, it's funny, um, that, like, I mentioned, uh, my, like, earliest memories being, like, the Sonic Adventure intro, because another one of my earliest memories, fun fact, is definitely Majora's Mask. Oh, I have been a Zelda fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I have probably been a Zelda fan. I realized this recently also. I hadn't really thought about it, but I, so I only realized this recently, but I have probably also been a Zelda fan for about as long as I have been a Sonic fan. I don't know why I particularly just latched onto sonic so hard but you know a, a lot of people around my age that also have sonic as like an interest from when they were kids they seem to share in that sentiment so i guess they just put like they just put something in the sonic brand i, I don't know but i digress um with uh with zelda <clears throat> i i very much love uh, about zelda how um even though it does have like its set universe and it's kind of rules and it's lore um Link as a character of course is advertised as such like a blank slate you can kind of you're supposed to be able to project on him kind of character that the entire fantasy world for me I kind of realized was that way across the entire board um, with like it's more kind of not necessarily open world um, more but it was more open I guess than, than a linear like Sonic game for example. Um, I felt, like, so able to just explore and walk around and really, like, do what I wanted to do in the world, so it just felt like such a, again, blank slate fantasy world, uh, that I could always feel comfortable enough with the setting and the characters to either make up my own story or make up my own character, um, and I really love that because I always grew up being like, but what if magic and, and fantasy creature are real? But what if they're supernatural things? I want to believe! and uh Zelda definitely set up uh in my life uh the the underscoring adoration for like fantasy supernatural uh, stuff basically
1: and like which game did you start off with
2: i want to say i probably either started off with ocarina um or wind waker i can't remember Over-up exactly back. yes absolutely um i, I do know that Uh, like Blockbuster and like rental services were very much a thing when I was a kid so we never owned Majora's Mask that's why I only have like vague I only had vague memories of Majora's and didn't realize that it was a completely different game for the longest time until like my teenage years um but uh Ocarina we did own so I got to and we also owned it on um on game on GameCube and then whenever my brother oh, nice. moved off from the GameCube he would always hand stuff off to me so I got to play Ocarina and Wind Waker at that point so I
0: definitely don't remember which came first but it was one of those two How many of them have you played like have you played most of them or in
2: um, I um I played definitely most of the 3D ones a lot of the 2D ones I have not played um and a couple of the uh mobile ones let's see um Ocarina Majora's Mask Wind Waker uh, A Link Between Worlds Spirit Tracks, um, Skyward Sword now. I've played Skyward Sword HD. I didn't get to play it a long time ago. Um, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, and I think that might be it. I think.
1: a lot of games.
2: Yeah, there have ready. been a lot of games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here. I've only played two and beat one of them. Nice. No, oh, well. playing
2: and beating are two different things. I have maybe Very beat, different. uh, like, two Zeldas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, I beat Spirit Tracks, I beat Wind Waker, I beat, uh, uh, uh Breath of the Wild, I beat Link oh, the Tree gotta... that's
1: four, that's four. <laughs> we all gotta start somewhere.
2: <laughs> we all gotta start somewhere. I I cannot tell you how, how long I played Ocarina of Time. I definitely, that was one of those games that, like, I started as a kid and I just chipped away at it as I grew up. Still have never beaten it. It's so long, you can't make me play it again.
1: Well, you certainly can't make me play because i played it way too many times. Oh, man. It becomes a nightmare at that point.
0: That's understandable. Uh, How does that become a nightmare, and you've somehow played, what,
1: uh, Age of Calamity, like a thousand hours? Oh, <laughs> uh, <Wow>. it's because All <laughs> <Awkward laughs> of Time is more, um, what do you call it? It's like you get, you get longer play sessions, but it's all repetitive. You know every okay. single thing about the game. Age of Calamity, it's kind of like, you have fun in like short bursts and then you just kind of get off the game that makes sense
0: pokemon cards are really hard to find nowadays poké nerds always has pokemon cards in stock use code SwitchClicks clicks for five percent off your entire order using this code helps us make the content that you're listening to
1: um now on a on another note um we heard that you did a bit of cosplay so what's your process on like like, how do you choose a character to cosplay and how do you like how do you like execute that sort of
2: oh bats my eyelashes loudly don't ask me about cosplay we'll be here all night i'm kidding <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but um as far as how do i choose a character um <clears throat> mostly it d- it depends on like what i'm into currently it's one of those other like artistic news kinds of things um, um yeah like a. Uh, I, um, I'm working on, technically I'm in the process of working on right now, um, Alucard from Castlevania, and, uh, that was mostly because, um, kind of a, okay. kind of a mix of the perfect circumstances, because I'd always kind of had approximate knowledge, like, adjacent knowledge of, of Castlevania, but then, um, Castlevania, the Netflix series, was one of the shows that Oh, on like our, so our anime so, you,
1: so that's where you kind of learned all your stuff?
2: yeah like um i definitely i definitely kind of enjoyed uh that series but like uh i I am very much one for uh dramatic pretty boys (laughs) so i saw alucard and i'm like oh love him great awesome but i also uh had because that was uh, earlier this year um i had also been working on my cosplay and alucard and sephiroth as far as like character aesthetics go are kind of adjacent, like they're a little they're a little similar. And a friend of mine um, that I was watching with was like Alucard. And I'm like, you're probably right. So now I want to be Alucard. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, but before um, before 2020 pandemic nonsense hit, I was working on Zamasu from Dragon Ball and Piers from Pokemon. Um, And uh, with Zamasu, I had done like three Dragon Ball cosplays already. Um, Because Dragon Ball was, again, one of those series that really grabbed my artistic muse and held me by the throat and shook me around a lot for a couple of years. Um, But uh, Zamasu was one of my favorite characters and I really just wanted to be him, both because he was one of my favorite characters and also what helped me decide to be him was that I already owned a couple of the pieces that I could have used to make his costume. Cause Um, Zamasu's character design features uh, tall white boots and black pants and I already owned both of those things so if I wanted to make a Zamasu cosplay I was like oh sick I already own half the cosplay (laughs) uh, that and um, with cosplays and choosing new cosplays it also helps if um, I I, I can find or pick something out that is new and is something that I haven't done before in terms of crafting or or building so with Zamasu in particular um, because he is from Dragon Ball, i.e. Spiky Hair, the anime. I'd never made like a very stylized spiky wig like that, so I thought, well, why not do it with one of my favorite characters and add that new skill set to my repertoire, you know?
1: Um out of all these cosplays, um, which one would you say would be like the most difficult for you to pull off? Ooh,
2: definitely definitely my um my cosplay of Bayonetta out of
1: oh. I did for two
2: thousand eighteen.
1: Which bayonetta? Which which design?
2: Uh, Bayonetta two. So that's the one with the short hair. The um, I started her back in like 2014, 2015. Whenever the game was announced, um, and like came out is whenever I basically started on that cosplay. Um, and I was still in school at the time and didn't have a job, so I didn't have like the money and the time between like homework and not having a job to, uh. To like super dedicate a lot of time working on it, but um, if anyone knows what Bayonetta looks like, she's a very detail oriented, very detail heavy, complicated design. Um, and uh, so I knew uh, that I would want to make her basically my Magnum Opus at the time of craftsmanship um, and enter her into a, a, car- a craftsmanship contest and whatnot. Uh, but she was not fit- She was started probably two thousand four, two thousand fifteen, and she did not get finished until two thousand eighteen. Whenever oh I graduated college and got a job and money and could actually dedicate time to working on her
1: oh, Four whole years. <laughs> yep.
0: Would you now, uh, would you consider Nana a- your costume that be your favorite one or
2: I I don't know if I would consider her my favorite at this point if just because uh poor poor girl um has fallen apart over many years. <laughs> but and and I do look back at her uh <laughs> with with knowing that I could do parts of it better, um, and that I have uh expanded my my skill set and and whatnot since then. Um but she's definitely up there in she's basically the one that I'm the most proud of, definitely.
0: Yeah, and probably with the upcoming release of Bane Nutter 3 you might have an excuse to make another one.
2: Oh, I'm so excited for energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on your timeline when when they revealed the character design i saw you're freaking out
2: <laughs> yeah no i literally i looked at her and i was like oh that's gonna be me baby i'm gonna suffer but it's gonna be fun
0: <laughs> i'm just looking at some of your uh your animation you don't do much like uh long-term animation more no. like short videos like promotional um mm-hmm. but it seems like your your process is a little bit different than than other animators they go through like with frame by frame by frame sure. versus what i can assume is just you make a you make a piece of art and mm-hmm. then either move some different parts of it to make it look animated
2: yeah like tweening um so uh basically um uh, like i mentioned before as a kid i discovered very early on that animation hard um and with the smaller stuff like the smaller scale animations that's i still want to animate and i still really feel happy and like prideful whenever i do get like like a moving picture out of something that i made so i still want to make them and just see that product um but animation taking a long time my adhd brain does not like so if i can't finish it in one night i'm going to forget about it and it will never be done um and i i combat that by intentionally doing very very short very simple animations um, and and intentionally simplifying them with like, how can I get away um, with making this still look nice um, and up to my own standards that I hold myself for making art? But how can I also make it simple so that it's feasible for me to do under the constraints that I have also for myself and my resources and skill set and time and whatnot?
0: Yeah, and for all sake and saying, it it looks amazing. Otherwise,
2: thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. It's definitely paid off to do more animation because, go figure, the more you do something, the easier it becomes because you hone your skills for it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely helped to just like be like, okay, well, if I super simplify this, I can get this done. And then I I get it done. And I'm like, that wasn't so bad. And so then I want to make another one. And then I'll make another one that looks slightly better. And I'll figure out ways to do this or do that and yada yada and familiarize myself with the tools. And I actually joined a... um, A map, a multi animator project with a friend recently. My first one, never done one before. Um, But those are very much just like, uh, it's a, most of the ones that I've seen have been like, they're usually two music and um, the coordinator will cut out like um, sections and be like, here's section one, two, three, four. Um, Here's our theme. You can draw this or or animate this. and then we'll chop it all together and, and put the whole video out whenever we're all done. Um, and my friend made one for Villain OCs to the theme of Halloween. Um, and I recently uh, got my part done, actually. It was nine seconds long, and it was probably the longest actual legitimate frame-by-frame animation I have done in a very long time.
1: <laughs> Would that be like your most difficult work, too, in terms of animation? <sighs>
2: I don't think it was my most difficult, but um, that I can only say because um, even though I think it's probably some of my nicest hand-drawn like frame-by-frame animation work, that's only from like years of curating the skill to be able to figure out how to do it in a timely manner but still make it look nice. There have definitely been animations that have taken more like time and effort and, well, they frankly didn't end up as good because I wasn't as good with my skills as I am now. Yeah.
0: Nathan, do you have any more questions? I I ran uh,
1: out. <laughs> no, I ran out of questions too.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Cloud. Um do you have anything to plug or Uh
2: please read my comic. I spend so much time each week drawing pages.
0: Do you really do you really upload that weekly?
2: I um I work I I work to keep up my buffer basically. I I do two pa- two pages a week come out, and so I try to keep it up with two pages a week, but I do have a buffer of um for public pages that anyone can just see at any time for free two months um but you can go on my patreon and pay three bucks and then see a month ahead ooh <laughs> wink, wink.
0: <laughs> wink, wink wink
2: and the uh, the patreon is underneath the enforcer it's the same name i use everywhere clickety clack
0: well thank you for joining us it was amazing hearing your love for the zelda series and how you create your art we would love it if you could follow us on twitter and listen to future episodes on spotify and itunes Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion, and we'll see you next time on the Switch Flicks Podcast. <laughs>